When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another episode, if you don't like that, as uh, we are in the first week of April post-NCAA basketball season. What a game last night with the uh, amazing comeback by Kansas to beat North Carolina. We got a lot to talk about on today's podcast. It is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N. EWWRXplumbing.com. An emergency in the middle of the night? No problem. New Works will be there for you with their 24 7 service. For all of your plumbing needs and repairs, once again, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N E W W R X plumbing.com. What is the role of an owner of a professional sports team? What do you want as a sports fan when we talk about owners? I know what I want. I want the owner to put the best possible product on the court or on the field. That's what I expect from an owner of a team that I root for. Fortunately, I grew up in New York and money was really not an object for the owners of teams. But when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, the New York Giants were absolutely awful. I remember as a kid sitting in the bleachers every Sunday of the Giants' home games, listening to the chants of bye-bye, Ali, bye-bye, Ali, bye-bye, Ali. We're sad to see you go. Talking about uh, the late Ali Sherman, and that's all I remember. You know, I mean, the Giants were horrible, just absolutely awful as a kid growing up. The Yankees when I was growing up, were absolutely awful until George Steinbrenner came onto the scene. And you would think that, gee, the Yankees, bad, awful? Yeah, they were terrible. Absolutely awful when I was a kid. The Knicks, different story. The Knicks were the toughest ticket in the NBA, the toughest ticket in all of New York, and, of course, won their first championship in 69 and 70. Conversely, the Mets were also the amazing Mets at the end of that decade. And then, of course, you have Joe Namath of the New York Jets, and the uh, infamous Super Bowl beating Johnny Unitas with his guarantee and the Colts. The point I'm trying to make is, generally speaking, if you live in a larger market, you've got a better chance to succeed because you're making more money on your radio deals, your local TV deals. Obviously, local TV does not impact the National Football League. But the point I'm trying to make is that if you are in a larger market, you have advantages that a small market does not have. So what is the role 
of an owner. I know as a sports fan, I think we all want the same thing. We want our teams to be good. We want our teams to have a chance. And that to me is the responsibility and really the civic responsibility of an owner of a professional franchise. You know, I've said this, and we can use different examples. We have a lot of people that listen here in Sacramento. You know, for years and years and years, when Greg Lukenbill owned the team and then sold the team to the Thomases and then the Maloofs, you know, the Kings attendance was great. I mean, Greg Lukenbill had fans sleeping out in line for two and three nights to get tickets into the Arco One where they had 10,333 people. That's right. People used to sleep outside the Arco Arena box office for two and three nights. You would see tents out there. You would see sleeping bags, chairs. There were parties. I know because I covered it when I was at Channel 31 as the sports director. I went out and did a story, and I just could not believe what I saw. What happened when the Kings moved into the new Arco Arena? They were terrible, right? But what happened? There was standing room only most nights. I mean, the Kings were the story in the NBA in terms of fan participation. And, you know, if the Kings fans had stopped going to the games, who could really blame them? After all, ownership did not put a good product out onto the court, so you can't really blame the fans for not showing up. Conversely, you know, if an owner puts an excellent product, a very good product, a competitive product out onto the court and out onto the field, and fans don't show up, then what? You can't really blame the owner, can you? I mean, the owner's job is to put a competitive product out on the playing surface. And if fans don't show up, then to me, an owner has a right to move his team. I've always said that. So let me talk about John Fisher, the Oakland of the or the owner of the Oakland Athletics, who has come under fire by just about everybody recently because just about every big-name player on the Oakland A's, just about every star is gone. They're absolutely gone. So who's at fault here? I mean, John Fisher is getting killed. I wouldn't know John Fisher if he came down and sat next to me on the train. I I have no idea who John Fisher is. He uh, maintains an extremely low profile. He doesn't even show up at most of the team functions. Uh, From what I understand, he's been an absentee as it relates to the uh, drive to get a new ballpark in Oakland. Uh, He's a very wealthy man. And he is getting ripped to shreds because he continues to have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. All right, so let's examine the Oakland A's. Before him, there was Lou Wolf, who was the managing general partner. 16 years now, Fisher has had a stake in the Oakland A's and in 2016 actually bought the shares of Lou Wolf. So John Fisher is making all of the moves. But let's just go back and I don't want to go back into you know, too far in history. Why don't we start in 2010, all right? In 2010, the Oakland A's finished second in their division. They had a very good product. They were very competitive. Their attendance in the American League was 13th out of 14th, all right? Then the next year, they were third. They were last in the American League in attendance. Then they got really good. In 2012, 2013, and 2014, they made the playoffs in all of those years. They won the West in 12. They won the West in 13. And in 2014, they were second. They lost the ALDS in all three of those series, or excuse me, all two of the first two of those series, and in 2014, lost the wild card game. All right, what about attendance? When they were first in 2012, guess what? The Oakland A's were 12 out of 14 in attendance. 
the momentum carried with a good team in 2013, they actually improved. 9 of 15, and when they were second in the American League West in 2014, they were 10 of 15 in attendance. Then they hit the rough stretch. In 15, 16, and 17, they finished in fifth place, and their attendance reflected that. 12 of 15, they were 14 of 15, and again, 14 of 15. All right, now John Fisher is firmly entrenched as the managing general partner. Again, fifth and fifth. But then in 2018, here come those Oakland A's again. And in 2018, the A's finished second. They made the playoffs. They lost the wild card. They were 13 out of 15 in attendance. All right? 2019, the Oakland A's, very good. Very competitive. I mean, think about this. They won back-to-back 97-win teams. 97 wins in 2018. 97 wins in 2019. But where were the fans? Where were the fans to go out and see this excellent baseball team just three shy of 100? Again, 13 out of 15 in the attendance in 2018. And the following year, a little bit better, but still only 10 of 15. What happened in 2020 when the A's, in a shortened season, finished first? Again, lost in the playoffs. They were 11 of 15. Then last year, the Oakland A's, 86 wins. Very competitive, not bad, no playoffs. Third in the division, and they were last in attendance. So my question is, why are all the fans blaming John Fisher for trading all of the stars? You have showed John Fisher, and you have showed Oakland A's management, you don't give a damn about the franchise. You don't care. They, as owners, have done their job for the most part. They have done their job by putting a very competitive team on the field. And you don't want to show up. You don't want to come to the games. You don't want to go. I mean, you can turn on an A's game on most nights, even on a beautiful Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and the place is empty. Now I hear complaints. It's the Oakland Coliseum. It's a dump. I don't want to go there. You know, I got to tell you, you know, I've been there a number of times for baseball games. Yeah, you know what? It's not the home of the Giants, which is, to me, the best ballpark in America. But, you know, it's baseball. You're sitting out there. You know, it's not not terrible. Uh, Maybe it's not ideal. But I don't know about you, but I go to the ball game to watch the ball game. I don't really go to the ball game to hang out in the concourse and uh, the concession areas, and I, I go to the ball game to watch the ball game. That's why I go. I don't know about you, but maybe I'm old-fashioned that way. So why is everybody coming down on the owner of the Oakland A's? And again, I'm not defending him for being a guy that is hiding all the time, who doesn't speak to the media, who apparently has not been involved in the Howard Terminal talks to get the Oakland A's a new ballpark. I'm not going to defend him in those particular areas, but I know one thing. You know, as a Kings fan, if you had the numbers of first and second or whatever, right, when Vivek Ranadive bought the team from the Maloose, that place would be full every night. You wouldn't be complaining, would you? You wouldn't be bitching. You know, in Sacramento, you have an owner that's done an absolutely horrible job, an embarrassing job of putting a good product out onto the court. And now the attendance is starting to show. And I know the Kings will blame part of it or a lot of it on the pandemic, but eh, you really can't anymore the uh the reason is the kings have been very bad and the fans for a variety of reasons whether it's the social 
justice initiatives put on by Vivek Ranadive and how the Kings seem to have a lot of other interests other than putting a winning basketball team on the floor. Fans don't want to deal with it. They're saying enough. You know what? I don't like what's going on off the court. I don't like what's going on the court. I don't like the fact that your owner seems to meddle and interfere, so I'm not going to go to the games anymore. And to me, that is firmly the fault of the ownership and led by Vivek Ranadive, the managing general partner. But again, I go back to the A's. I go back to what do you want as a fan? Oakland A's fans can't complain, in my opinion. They can't bitch. You know why? Because your owner, who you now make fun of, who you say needs to sell the team, who you say doesn't give a damn about the team, well, you know what? He's done his part. He has done his part as an owner. And maybe they got lucky. Maybe it's Billy Bean. Maybe it's the phenomenal scouting staff that they have still had one of the lowest payrolls in the bottom third year in, year out in baseball. And they put a very competitive and in many instances, a playoff team onto the field. And maybe you're going to say, you know what? Fisher got lucky. He's not really that good of an owner because he doesn't spend money. And yet they still put out a very competitive product. And in many years, a playoff team. Okay, I'll buy that argument. But you as a fan have stayed away. Why have you stayed away? How come you don't go support a winning team? How come when the A's won back-to-back pennants and finished second in their third year, how come you still stayed away from the ballpark? You seem to only want to show up for the playoffs. Why is that? Why is it that the A's have a tarp on the upper deck? I think we know that because nobody's going to the games. The only time you go to the games is for the Bay Bridge Series when the Giants and the A's are playing, and a lot of the Giants fans are there. But you don't show up unless it's the Yankees. And again, the Coliseum is filled with nothing but Yankee fans. When the Red Sox come into town, you get a pretty good crowd and you look around and there's just Red Sox colors everywhere in the stadium. So you're going to get on John Fisher for not wanting to keep Matt Olson, not wanting to keep Chapman for moving Sean Manaya and all these other tremendous players on the Oakland A's. You know what John Fisher's saying quietly to you? Why should I spend money on my ball club when you don't give a damn? Why should I get my checkbook out? Yeah, I'm a billionaire, but I don't like losing money any more than anyone else. Why should I lose a boatload of money? I've done my job. I've put a good team on the field. And you, as a fan, have told me doesn't mean anything to you. You've told me as an owner that it's not really important to you that I put a good product on the field. I got a crappy radio deal. I can barely find anyone that wants to carry my games on radio. That's what John Fisher is saying. I mean, geez, wasn't it just over a year ago? The A's didn't even have a flagship station for their games on the radio. I can tell you being at the radio station in Sacramento, I mean, the A's were like begging them to carry the games. Seriously, because... Nobody wanted to carry the A's. You know why? Nobody listens to the A's. They don't measure any numbers. The TV deal, you know, in NBC Sports California, you think people are watching the A's? Yeah, you know who's watching the A's? The same 5,000 people every single night. That's it. They don't captivate the audience because there is no audience, right? Unless the Giants are in town, the Yankees or the Red Sox, or if you have interleague play and it's a series against the Dodgers, Seriously, who is going out to watch the Oakland A's? And as I said, if they were last every year, if they were terrible every year, then I would say you're right. Fisher needs to sell the team. He's an embarrassment to the Bay Area, and he needs to get the hell out of Dodge. But I'm going to stick up for this man, even though there are a lot of things that I can criticize him about. But I can't criticize him for putting a crappy product 
on the field because he has not done that. He's put a competitive, good winning product on the field, and fans have stayed away. So I go back to the premise of this podcast. If you're an owner, I think you have a civic duty and responsibility to put a good product onto the playing surface. And if you do and fans don't come, you have a right to move your team. Conversely, all right, if you put a crappy product out onto the field, out onto the court, and fans do not come, you don't have a right to do anything because you have failed as an owner the way Vivek Ranadive has failed as an owner in Sacramento because he has not come through with his promises of putting a good team on the court. Matter of fact, they get worse and worse seemingly every year. And so now when fans stay away, he has to look in the mirror. I don't think John Fisher needs to look in the mirror. In my opinion, he's done his part. And I know I'm very much in a minority with this. But I'll tell you this, I'm not faulting the man at all. And if he wants to pick up and move and doesn't want a ballpark in Howard Terminal or what have you, good for him. You know what? He's done his part. He's put a good product out onto the field, and the fans have said, we don't care. So pick up and move. That's what I would do if I were John Fisher. I really would. That's exactly what I would do. I'd be looking at other ballparks. I'd be looking at other cities. I'd be waiting for other cities to roll out the red carpet for me because I'm going to put a good product on the field. I've already proven that as an owner. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question right here on my next podcast. Jerry asks, who are some of your favorite pitchers of all time? Well, being a Yankee fan, probably my favorite pitcher ever was Ron Guidry. I thought Louisiana Lightning was unbelievable. You know, the year in 78, he was 25-3 and with an ERA of 1.74, still the best pitching uh, year I've ever seen. I also love Sparky Lyle coming out of the bullpen, you know, the left-hander. Sparky was actually instrumental 
in turning Ron Guidry's career around. He taught him how to throw the slider, and Guidry with his high heat, uh, his great fastball, uh, the slider looked just like the fastball until the end, and uh, he, he was unhittable. But Sparky Lyle actually taught Ron Guidry uh, how to throw the slider. But those are probably two guys that I always point to. I love watching Goose Gossage come out of the bullpen. You know, he was one of my favorites. As a kid growing up in the, you know, 60s and the 70s, Mel Stoudemire was probably my uh, favorite uh, pitcher. But those are some. Those are some. Ian wants to know, why are schools in unappealing states more successful in NCAA basketball and football than from states like New York and California? Well, college sports are a hell of a lot more popular in the, as you put, unappealing states than in New York and California. That's just the way it is. I mean, if you go to the heart of this country and you go to some of the real small, great college towns, I mean, that their their year revolves around college basketball and college football. I mean, in the South, you know, SEC football, if you look at, you know, the Big Ten basketball, Big Ten football, I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, look at what Kansas just did. I mean, fans literally wait all year for a basketball season to start in Kansas. But who are you rooting for in professional sports if you live in Kansas? There you go whereas it's just the opposite for the most part in New York. And I think for a large part in California, I think USC football would be an exception. Obviously, for years, UCLA basketball was an exception, not as much uh, anymore. Mark wants to know, could F1 become more popular than NASCAR in in America? I think it really could, Mark. Uh, Matter of fact, I would say F1 will become more popular than NASCAR in America. All right, we uh, look at Keith. Have you seen Cody Bellinger's poor spring training stats? Keith, I don't care about spring training. They mean absolutely nothing to me to a veteran player. Meaningless. Means absolutely nothing. Reed asks, who do I think will be the NBA MVP? Well, the three candidates, and not necessarily in this order, are Adetokounmpo, Jokic, and Joel Embiid. I'm going to say that It's going to come down to Jokic and Adetokounmpo. And I'm going to go with Adetokounmpo only because of the record. All right? Now, I know Embiid, he put out the other day, what do I have to do to win MVP? Good point on his part. You know? If he wins it, I'm not going to complain at all. Absolutely. Luke wants to know, have you golfed lately? You know, Luke, I have not golfed in quite a while, but... I will in the uh, very near future. Bryce wants to know, should the Lakers trade Davis and Westbrook in the offseason? Yeah, if anyone wants them, absolutely. Colby asked, do you think Ben Simmons will be able to recoup the $20 million from the 76ers? I don't know if he'll be able to recoup the $20 million from the 76ers. I hope he doesn't because I think it's a disgrace. I did a rant on this yesterday. It's an outrage. It's embarrassing. Guy doesn't want to show up for work. Guy's a malcontent. When he does show up, he's going through the motions. He gets kicked out of practice. I mean, why would anyone expect that he would continue to get paid by the Philadelphia 76ers? If an arbiter rules in favor of Simmons, that's a bad look for professional sports, and it's a bad look for the NBA, in my opinion. Hey, that is Crowd Ultra's Q&A. Again, just take time to go to CrowdUltra.com, and just maybe I'll answer your question right here on my next podcast.
It's time for Rant. Rant. And today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Just go to hometheatercompany.com. I received a message yesterday from a fan, and I want to say thank you whenever I receive messages. I always try to get back to you. Uh, They thought that I should have not done a rant yesterday in wake of the tragedy that happened in downtown Sacramento on Sunday. And I gave a lot of thought to that. And I have a couple of ways of going about this. Uh, I read the comments from both Steve Kerr and Alvin Gentry before the game, the Kings and the Warriors on Sunday. I said the tragedy Sunday night. It was very early Sunday morning, just to be accurate here. And Steve Kerr lost his father in Beirut to gun violence. His father was murdered. And Steve has always been a proponent, okay, and an advocate of stricter gun laws. And I understand that. You know, he lost his father. I have always tried to maintain a certain persona when I'm on the air that primarily I'm going to talk about sports. And when I was on the radio in Sacramento, I tried to stay away from sexuality. I tried to stay away from politics. I tried to stay away from religion. I actually tried to stay away from race because I just didn't think that sexuality, religion, politics, and race was my place on the air. And so I really, unless it was absolutely necessary, tried to stay away. I've always used sports as a diversion. That's why I'm against social and political messages when it comes to watching sports. I came down hard on the Women's announcers on ESPN a couple of weeks ago during the NCAA tournament because I thought it was wrong that they had a moment of silence in the don't say gay bill down in Florida. That's not what I want when I watch sports. But back to the person that thought that doing a rant some 24 hours after the tragedy in Sacramento was insensitive. Hey, listen, uh, if it came across as insensitive, I'm sorry. But that's not what my podcast is all about. And that's not why I got into this business. Yeah, it breaks my heart to see anyone lose their life, period. And yes, I was very concerned about what happened in downtown Sacramento, just like I am when I turn on the news and watch what's going on in Ukraine. We live in a very messed up world. All right. I think we know that. I always talk about live every life to the fullest. Be happy with what you have. And don't wait until tomorrow to be happy, all right? Be happy today and worry about tomorrow when you get to tomorrow. But my job, for the most part, is to deliver rants. My job, for the most part, is to pick something that I think deserves to be critiqued and go after it, all right? And if there is a terrible tragedy that happens in society, doesn't mean that I'm oblivious to it, doesn't mean that I ignore it, doesn't mean that I don't care. It just means that that's really not what my podcast is about. So for that individual that reached out, thank you very much. I hope I answer your question. I've really tried on this podcast and on my rants, I've actually kind of gone off the path a little bit. You know, I've tried to talk about important things that are facing our country. You know, I've come down hard on certain athletes, certain public figures. I've come down hard on cancer culture. So I have kind of gotten off the sports road, so to speak. But my rant yesterday was on Ben Simmons. Okay, I think it's a disgrace. I think it's absurd that he and his agent feel that he's entitled to $20 million for refusing to go to work and acting like a malcontent and acting unprofessional. That's what I did my rant on. I could have just said, hey, you know what? In lieu of what happened 24 hours ago in Sacramento, I'm going to forgo my rant and I'm just going to 
you know, say, hey, let's take a step back. I could have done that, but I decided not to. Again, it doesn't mean I didn't care. It doesn't mean that my heart doesn't go out to the victims and the family members of those that lost their lives in downtown Sacramento over the weekend. It's absolutely horrible, all right? Absolutely horrible. But again, you know what? I, I feel that people tune in every day to hear my rants, and that's why I did what I did. But thank you very much for the message, and that's my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. I hope you have yourself a fabulous day. Thank you so much. Baseball, the Masters. Yes, indeed. We got a lot of great stuff coming up, don't we? Yes, indeed. April is here. We're going to talk about it on my rants, on Grant Live, and right here on my podcast, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.